podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome once again to another Match Day edition of the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm joined by Andy. Hello Paul, you alright? I'm not too bad, thank you mate. Uh, we've moved on from Sunday, haven't we? Hopefully mate. Well, today we're going to be discussing our home fixture with Brighton and Hove Albion. Coming up, we'll discuss our head-to-head record, the team lineup, and the thoughts. Give our predictions for the game. Then, as always, we'll dip back into the in the second half and have a bit of a chat and take it all to pieces. So, our head-to-head record versus Brighton: we've won 18 times, drawn 11, and lost 16. Actually, we, I think we've lost seven out of the last nine or something disgusting. But the last time we played in March 2017, we won 2-0 with a Chris Wood double. Uh, we were fourth that day; they were second. And still in our squad from that day, uh, Liam Cooper, Pablo and Stuart Dallas. Berardi was in the squad as well. Their squad, they had Lewis Dunk. I think the rest of them, Lynn Rossini is now uh, the assistant manager at Derby or something along those lines. But they actually had a young Ben White on the bench, I discovered today. Really, did they? Yeah, I, which I had no clue of. Also, they had that uh, Tamari playing for them at centre-back in their promotion squad. Didn't realise that either. So uh, I thought he just had that boss season at Derby and then became the next best thing and whatever. But, you know. Shall we address all the leads that permutations that today's game throws at us? Yes, there have been several. Thanks to Joe Wayman on Twitter for pointing out that Brighton haven't won for nine games in the league. Uh, also, uh, they've not, they've never won a game in January in the Premier League. And they've never beaten us in the top flight. So it's set up for an almighty stinker. And what's it? just happened? What's the information we've just received? I think the one that you're going off is that uh, our regular goalkeeper... It, well, this is the message he's put out. Sorry to miss today's behind you all the way, boys. Thank you to the fans for all the support. I'm recovering well. Please stay safe. See you soon. Apparently, uh, he's got the virus. So, uh, all the best to Elan, and hope you recover as quickly as possible. It's um, it's no joke this this virus, is it? No, but what is a joke is the fact that he's not playing and Kiko's in. I think it'd be more of a joke if we were playing uh, someone who'd never played top flight football before. Um, I don't know. You do know. You do know. There's a Ferrari around Kiko Casilla. And it wasn't helped by what happened last week. And people have picked sides, and that's fine. I, I personally don't think it's for us to judge. If we're just judging him on his goalkeeping ability, I think you've got to say he surely has the experience. And as Marcelo said quite at length during the week, that people are entitled to make up their opinion. But they're behind him. He's an important part of the squad to them. It's his confidence. I just think his confidence is going to be shot. And I really, really hope that I'm wrong and I, I just really don't want to be talking about him after the game because, you know, anyone who plays in that Leeds United shirt is going to get my backing 100% whenever they go onto the pitch. But it does put the nerves straight up here, doesn't it? Um, it does, but I do, I do think he was a critical part of our promotion winning team up until the point in which he was suspended. If you compare it, he, he made less critical errors than uh, Bailey Peacock Farrell did the year before. So... Either which way. It's, it's a huge debate and people are all in, entitled to their opinions, obviously. It's 2021. We were told by Jake Humphreys when we played uh, Spurs, you just got to respect people's opinions. But, you know, at the end of the day, 
manager's backing him, he's starting and hopefully it won't be something that we're having to discuss afterwards because he probably, like we said last week, it's his confidence. He's drinking in the last chance saloon with the fans. It doesn't appear to be that way with the manager. It's part of the plans. I don't know if it's that way with players, though. That's the worry in it. We'll see today how it, how it pans out. Are you sure? Are you, like, because that's, I mean, the, I believe myself, Bielsa. I, like, yeah, I, but I, I, I think we'll see today if the players are passing to him and feeling confident. It, it's very different when you're out there on the pitch, isn't it? He might be the best keeper in the world in training, but his confidence could be shot when he actually gets to a, a game environment. So, But it's the same with all players, and all, especially all confidence players. How do you ever get, regain your confidence? It's only by getting into that. Like, how long has he been out? He's been out nearly a year other than the odd cup appearance. So what do you do to restore someone's confidence in what they do? You don't, you, they've got to do it. They've got to play. It's the only way that that will build the confidence. You've won the round. Come on, Kiko. You can do it, mate. Other than that, the lineup is probably as people would have expected. It's Dallas, Alioski, Ailing, and Cooper at the back with Strike in front of them. Rafinha, Rodrigo, and Jack Harrison and Click with Patrick Bamford up front. So we've restored the players who, who had to be rested last week. It's probably uh, as strong of a team as we can field at the moment. Fully agree with that. It's as strong as we can be at the moment. The only obvious changes that you would make would be you wouldn't have Phillips being suspended and you wouldn't have Ilan Melier having the old COVID, would you? Other than that, as you say, it's, it's as strong as we can be at the moment in time. Do you think this would be the kind of game where if we were going into the ground that we'd be uh, chanting free Ben White? Or uh, have, you, have you moved on from Ben White? Does it not don't bother you anymore? Uh, no, I'd love Ben White back here. I think he's awesome and was brilliant last season and I think he's going to go on to do massive massive things in the game I hope at some point we can get them hopefully Brighton go down we can nab him but I think a lot of people will be looking at him now from his time at Leeds I think they are at Liverpool looking at him and all that kind of stuff but if he comes to Leeds he's loved and he knows he's going to get a chance doesn't he um, definitely but do you know what again having said that I've, I've been all over cock since he's been here I think he's been brilliant. Well, yeah, I was do, did a little guest spot on a Brighton YouTube uh, channel the other night and the lad was asking me about, is there a correlation between how poor Leeds have been defensively and um, not having Ben White this season? And it's just that that's the angle that you would have portrayed by the media. We're so poor in defence that we're uh, five spaces above them in the league, aren't we? I know we've conceded a few more goals than them, but they're not exactly flipping tight at the back. I think they've already conceded four less. Today, right. we, could be level, we could be level pegging with them. Well, their goal difference is minus eight. So it, uh, I, I don't think, I don't want to curse anything at all in any way, shape or form. So I'm just going to leave it uh, at that really because uh, they've, they're starting with Mope and Trossard up front with McAllister and just behind them. And he looked a handful. I watched the game the other night against Manchester City and they're playing a very similar kind of, uh, few, I think a few of their players have come back in that, I don't know if it's fair to say rested against Manchester City, but they knew that they'd have to have a slight rotation for um, for today. But, you know, they've got Duncan and uh, Ben White starting who played. And Ben White played, as I said, 107 minutes on uh, Sunday night. Um, some of our players haven't played for, for, well, two weeks. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting game. Set pieces again because they're massive, aren't they? Yeah, that's it. And that was one of the things I highlighted. They said to me, who am I scared of in the uh, Brighton team? And I was like, well, I'm scared of, of anybody in a Sunday afternoon pub team who's six foot five, six foot six. And 
do you know, it, I do think, again, that's a bit of a confidence thing. And it's also a bit of a regular consistency partnership thing. And these are players who have played together a lot of times before at the, at, at the back today, other than obviously the protection in front of them with strike. But he got that chance in the first half last week to, to be on the pitch and be told and marshalled by Calvin Phillips. And uh, I could see the logic behind it. It just went to pot in the second half. I had a little look on the opposition forums. All I could pick out was someone saying, I'm very nervous about this game. Win comfortably slash get a thrashing. Thrashing. Can't see a draw. And yeah, that I mean, they're low on confidence, the fans at, at Brighton, but it's so unpredictable. They actually, the interesting thread I saw on their forum was, uh, it was a poll about whether you would rather be entertained and get relegated. So play entertaining football and get relegated or not enjoy it at all, but stay in the top flight. And then I think there was a third option of, I'm just in it for a social with my mates on a Saturday and I'm desperately missing that and uh, don't really care. So hopefully we'll still be in the top flight by the time we get around to uh, being allowed to go back, which is a long-winded version of essentially how I feel. How about you? Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I just really don't like Brighton. The whole Ben White saga over the summer didn't sit nicely with me. I think I'm gonna, this can bite me in the backside, but I think their manager's a bit of a myth. Everyone's saying there's pot ball and all this. And what's he actually really done? I think the managers before him were doing a better job than him. Wasn't he at Swansea for a bit and couldn't do anything there? Uh, yeah, they, they took him from Swansea, yeah. So, yeah, I'm yet to be overly impressed by him. Look, they might get the better of us today. I really hope they don't, but I don't see him, uh, see him pulling too many trees up. Well, the referee for today, thanks as always to our friend El Loco Joe on Twitter. Love you. Is Kevin Friend. Uh, oh, his, his last game in charge was the Chelsea away loss in December. Before that, a Preston away draw in October 2019. And the VAR is Craig Pawson. So, no no massive I, thoughts on the ref. Well, apart from he seems to be a bit of a Leeds fan because he's always on VAR for us, isn't he? Must be watching us uh, all the yeah. time. Yeah, the, the, I mean, they... The way the games are staggered and things across various days, these these refs must be getting must be getting more games in various capacities. You would have thought at the moment they must have busy lives if they've got a Monday to Friday on the Zoom calls and then they've got a one game on one day and one day they're on the VAR another one. Woof! They don't get paid full time for being a ref, are they? They probably are in that top one. What do they do Monday to Friday then? Learn how to blow a whistle. Referee training. Yeah. Sitting on a Zoom call, whistling at each other. Yeah, getting your cards out. Drawing lines, drawing lines on PowerPoints and seeing whether or not limbs are ever so slightly in front of it. What world are we in at the minute? Anyway. It's, a, it's a bonkers world, isn't it? It's a bonkers world where, where there's still footy on the telly at the moment. So there's a game to be predicted here, Andy. And how do you see it going today? My, my game prediction has slightly changed. I was very confident before... I saw um, Melier was missing uh, and I just hope that I'm proven wrong. So I'm going to stick with the original idea and I'm going to go 3-1 leads. I, I, I think we'll do well today. I think we'll bounce back and go at them. I think we are going to miss Calvin and we're desperately going to miss Melier. My word was going to be white, but it's changed now because I think it also depends on what kind of game Ben White has. Mm -hmm. It's that old coming back to your team syndrome, isn't it? Either going to have the absolute worldy or have an absolute mare. I think the first goal is very, very important today and I hope we get it. What's your prediction, Paul? Well, I uh, predicted the other night 3-1. and then oh, I did you? 
Yeah, then I read in the paper that our mate Matt's uh, said that on the YEP jury. Was he? Yeah, and then you've said it. So I'm going to stick with it and have a bet, and there's absolutely no chance it's got to be (laughs) (laughs) 3-1. So, yeah, might as well stick with it. They can't can't go flip-flopping around now. It's out there. And word, uh, excited. I'm excited because uh, Sunday was such a event and I know you your word was embarrassed but so like, this is this is what we're here for really isn't it these are the, the yeah the fixtures that we need to be that we've identified as going out playing imposing our kind of style watching Luke Aylin pick the ball up and doing those silly runs through the middle of the field look at Bamford trying to latch onto things Cooper pinging balls across diagonals that are looking like they're going to know one Rafinha picking it up with his beautiful touch uh, old pillow foot on the other side, Jack Harrison having a barnstormer and Rodrigo cutting in on off the left and pinging him in. We've got everything. I haven't even me- mentioned Matthias Cliff being in, so I'm well excited. Well, my word is confidence. Uh, I want some of your confidence and I hope that Kiko has some confidence and has a good performance. Leeds need a big confident display today. It's true. Two 3-0 defeats in 2021 doesn't make for good reading on paper, but I don't think it, it... Obviously, it doesn't tell the whole story. So let's go and add a new chapter right now. Speak to you after this. Right, well, don't gamble, kids, because uh, it was not 3-1. The one, the one bit was right. That was for them. We never got going, did we? No, there was a distinct lack of quality there today. Why do you think it is? A lot of people have bleated on saying that the pitch was in a horrible state, which evidently it was, but Brighton played on the same pitch and they played well. It annoys me when commentators say they did a job on us, but they, they certainly did that, especially in the second half. I thought in the first half they outleaded us, which is worrying. Uh, I feel the same. I feel um, it was fairly even in those early goings. There weren't much doing. I do I do think the pitch had an influence, but we, we know that and... Uh, We've had enough time to prepare for that and to think of ways around it. Their goal was just really poor defensively. It was just really poor. Ailing left him. If you've stood at the back stick and with literally no one around you, it's inexcusable. And then you're playing, and this is what we found in the Premier League. We're, we're sat doing the same podcast as we've done before against Wolves, against Leicester, against all the teams that have beaten us in that kind of way, once they've got their noses in front, they know that they can close ranks and we're going to struggle. And today, and it's not it's not just the pitch, but, you know, we've, we've finished the game again. When you're taking Rodrigo off and bringing Tyler Roberts on, this is no disrespect for Tyler Roberts, but we've spent big money on, on Rodrigo and he's shown glimpses at times. But when they, the, the commentator said it's a like-for-like substitution, I thought... It, it really ought not to be. Yeah, do you know what? Be fair to Tyler. I thought he did well when he came on. Well, he's either yeah. putting himself in the shop window or he, or he's got a point to prove. It's it, well, it's both of those things, isn't it? Tyler Roberts, if he wants to be having uh, more of an impact as a Premier League player at Leeds United, had to make an impact today. The thing for me is we didn't actually look like scoring. I thought the endeavour in the last 15 minutes, 20 minutes was really good. There was a lot of huffing and puffing and the effort was definitely there, but it was just, as I say, a big lack of quality today, which is really disappointing. We desperately missed Calvin Phillips, desperately. We did, but but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Aston Villa game, we didn't have Calvin Phillips in there either. And we struck through it and then in the second half, 
He took strike off, didn't he? Early doors for getting booked in that game. Yeah. Yep, and we yep. ended up pushing, uh, I suppose it was pushing click further back, but we we looked free-flowing. And uh, one of the stats that the commentator said was that we had more shots against Tottenham than we did in our 5-0 win against West Brom. And today we just we just had nothing. It's a completely different game. I said it in the pre-match that whoever scores first is a massive, massive goal. It turned out it was because it was the only one. But that chance in after six minutes for Rodrigo, yeah. If he actually gambles on that and puts that in, would we have got going? I don't know. Would it have been a bit more of a ding-dong? I mean, they set up with five at the back and it's it's sad that we're going to see the return of the Ben White man of the match, isn't it? Do you, uh, have Sky given it to Ben White? I turned no. it off. I just felt I, I felt it was inevitable that he was going to give it to Ben White just uh, for how, how it was shaping up. But uh, yeah, it just wasn't good. We didn't look like sorry, and you're absolutely right. That's three games uh, in a row that we've we've drawn blank now. Just how concerning is that for you, Andy? Not too bad. I think I think we'll we'll bounce back. We're, we're a very good attacking team. We create lots of chances. Today it just did not click for whatever reason it was. No idea. Do you think that had there been a crowd there, we could have made any difference? In that. How many games have we failed to get going, stayed failed to get going and flattened and, and never shown anything? Is it different in these behind closed door games when there isn't someone yeah. rolling yet or putting the putting the uh, frighteners up the uh, defending teams? They, they, they didn't look to be under any pressure, really. It looked, it, it looked easy for Brighton. I, I was never concerned for them. No, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I, I think if the crowd had been there, they'd have been bricking it because... They've thrown the most points away, they were saying on Sky, weren't they? And they've not won yeah. however long and done that. If we're in there giving them hell and geeing up the lads, those are the kind of things that turn for you on a little crappy day when there's a crappy pitch, isn't mm. it? Um, yeah, we'd, we would have made a bit of an impact and a bit of a difference. I'd definitely think that. Rob Green said that, that this historically the pitch has always done this at Ellen Road because of the tall stands uh, the and, and the way it shields the pitch from creates a bowl for the elements or something ridiculous um, I've always thought we've done really well to ki- maintain a decent pitch yeah I did I had no idea about that Guys have we shifted groundsmen or what like I know there's been snow episodes but it's that same bloke like Kyle who does a cracking job it's him I don't know but Angus Kinney's come out and said they're going to get a new pitch aren't they a new shiny Dan one we're going to need it going to need it if we're going to play like this but you know overall it, it, it was disappointing and it never felt like it was going to get going. I'd kind of made my peace with 1-0 about... If I made my peace, I mean, I accepted the fact that it just didn't look like it was going to happen. Very, probably in the first half, we, we really didn't get going. No. Uh, there's a couple of chances that we kind of had when Jack Harrison just spooned one just wide. But it was just one of them on it today. It, it were bloody annoying yeah I think we have to chalk it down to one of them so um, I think in a 1-0 defeat where they've scored in the only moment of quality of the game and then been able to easily defend as we haven't created much it's difficult to have too much more to add to this isn't it uh, yeah I think we should have a little word on Kiko yeah he was pre- he dominated our pre-match uh, discussion didn't do much wrong for me he didn't really have much to do did he that's the thing. 
No. Yeah, he really didn't have too much to do. And when he did, he tried his best, bless him, to make an error. Um, <laughs> but he did all right. He, he I think did. that was for his. I think that was for his haters. I think he did that it, deliberately. He had a right grin on after he uh, caught it the second time. Do you know what? He he did everything that was asked of him, and that's all you can ask. So, uh, fair play, Kiko. So, is Kiko your man of the match then? Uh, no, Kiko's not my man of the match. It's hard to pick a Leeds man of the match. Um, You're giving it Ben White, aren't you? You can't give it to Ben White. He played for them. I'm going to revert to type and give it to Stuart Dallas. I thought Alioski also played well, but yeah. I thought Dallas just looked assured in each position he had. He looked like he was trying to get some little runs behind, trying to make the make them think about it, make a mistake. But again, it was, even everybody was off. There was no power today, was there? There was no like magic. I'll Pablo tell you where I saw a bit of power. Pablo Pascal strikes passing. He was firing it at people. I don't. He, he just looked to be trying too hard. Yeah, he he, he didn't have the best game today, did he? Um, I tell you one bit that did like baffle me was that that Adam Webster for them when yeah. he just absolutely when he had that shot and he just motored through the team. You're thinking, how oh, the bloody hell is he? He's like. It was like watching Sheffield United from a couple of years ago where the centre-halves was pillock it all the way straight down the middle with no one challenging him. Well, Ben White did that once and I just shut my eyes. Like Ben White had two shots today. I've seen him have one shot ever and he put it in top bins. Yeah, I, I don't do remember what? any other. And I've watched a bit of Brighton this season as well and, and I haven't seen it. So. Do you know what we also missed today was just a bit of smart play. Like there's times you're thinking, just take the foul, just take him out. Yeah. And Rafinha, when Ben White did it, me thinking, just take him down. Yeah. They, they mm. um, yeah, he let him go, didn't he? And I think uh, it was, it was, uh, it was just one of them days and we got done. And as long as we stay up, we're, again, I'll, I'll always say this, these are the kind of games that we're going to have to learn from if we want to progress. Hopefully, we will stay up. Hopefully, we've already got enough to be thinking about. Like people say, 34 points is the lowest ever. What's that? Another nine points, another three wins, three or four wins out of this bunch of fixtures. But you don't want to be losing to teams below you like that. Yeah, no, like no. I, I say, it's at home. It's whatever the hell this behind closed doors garbage is. Home fix. If that was, if we were walking out that ground now and we just lost one nil to a relegation rival or essentially a team below us. Would be devastated. So it's um, and they, that's what their third win or something this season. They're not. They just did us. They did us. Yeah. So um, I stand I by my thing that I stand by my point in first half that Potter balls a myth. They had that one little bit of quality that they had and the, which they scored from. But let's without sounding too harsh, that was for me our player of the season making a mistake. Well, yeah. that's, that, that's, you know, yeah, yeah. nine, no, nine out of ten times that doesn't happen. So even though that little bit of quality there, it were rest of it, we're a bit guff from them. Have well, you got a man of the match? I'll, yeah, I'll split the difference with Yago Alioski again, like last week, because, uh, like, he is putting a shift in. He, I think for him, we're still getting an almost maximum output without obviously being in a position where he could uh, shoot that, that ball across in the first, like I, when he got a ball down in that corner, I expected him to spoon it. I thought it was one of those shanky spoons over into, over the top and behind. And he put in an absolute peach. And that, that actually on the, in the, what, six minute was our, our best moment of the game creatively yeah. and, and nothing. And that was the peak of it. So I'm going to go Alioski and I'm willing to move on 
what's, uh, what's your word then? Go on. Well, my word uh, is gap because there's still a decent gap between us and them. And there's a big gap between now and the next fixture. Although Ralph Hussentyler, as I believe he may or may not be called, put the uh, wind up me the other day by suggesting that he believes that they could, we might still have to play Southampton this week if for whatever reason uh, the uh, their game against whoever they're playing at Shrewsbury. Have I made that up? Who yeah, are they playing? Play yeah. Shrewsbury. If that gets if that gets called off, then then they reckon they'll like grab leads and get them in headlock and get them to do that. So our next game is is Newcastle away, which is another another Tuesday the twenty sixth of January. We've got ten days, mate. Um, now because we're uh, elected not to compete in the FA Cup. So yeah, gap. We've got a little gap. There's a lot to work on. They've got the full squad there. They can get together, work on a few things. We'll have a better pitch up at St James's. I guarantee you that by the looks of it. So um, yeah, it's time. It's time to reflect and crack on. I think other than Southampton, because of the fact that it's been postponed, we've now we've now played all our fixtures. We've played everyone once. As it stands, we're we're twelfth, and we're on one point behind Arsenal. Playing, having played the same amount of games, we're uh, level one points with Crystal Palace. We're we're six points ahead of Brighton. It was a it was a big game. It was a big game, and it's a a, a rubbish one to lose. But we're uh, eleven points ahead of uh, Fulham. Admittedly, you've got two games in hand, but one of them's against Chelsea tonight. It's um it's not a bad first half of the season, is it? No, I'd have probably snapped your hand off at the start of the season for it, but right now, I'm with my word, it's just disappointed. I understand that, mate, and uh, let's hope that by the time we get round to 10 days' time and we're talking about the game up at St James's Park, that we can uh, make you a grinner. That's it, mate, I, I hope so, because, you know, I'm a bloody awful loser. Right, well, thanks for listening. Um, not if you have listened, because uh, obviously... If you've listened, if you've sat and listened to uh, to our podcast after sitting and watching that, then fair play to you. Enjoy your ten days off, recoup, regroup, like we're gonna do, and we'll be back after. If we're not back before, we'll be back after the Newcastle game with some positivity for you. Hopefully. Podcast Network.